0: Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast, produced by me, Fraser McGriff, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing The Annoying Minority.
1: Nick. You seem like a good candidate to talk about this, to kick us off. Off you go. I read an interesting uh, report uh, a couple of weeks ago, which says this. Nearly a third of all shoplifting arrests in New York City last year involved just 327 people, the police said. Collectively, they were arrested and rearrested more than 6,000 times. Wow. Um, that's about 30 shoplifts per person. Versus right.
0: population about ten million or so, and these in are the New people York. who
1: were arrested, right? We don't really know about the people who weren't, but yeah. I mean, so um, I, it occurred to me that this seems to be quite a prevalent issue, like a, a small number of people creating a large number of problem, um, and I, so I'll give you some examples of of things like mm, this, mm. right? So I think antisocial behaviour in general, right? Mm. We're, we're talking about not just crime but just in general you know antisocial social people all it takes is one of them to ruin a whole bunch of uh, an entire bus worth of people's day
2: you know mm. someone
1: listening to their music out loud mm. on the bus or um uh, spoils your whole day well it, it, it does yeah. or one person pushing in a queue ruins ruins it for everyone else in that queue for example mm. Mm. vandalism You you vandalise one bus stop and it's that's a bus stop ruined for And it just it feels to me like there's quite a lot of every everywhere you look it's often like the problems are highly concentrated in a few people.
2: Yeah, there's an asymmetry um, to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So oh, one i we're sure we'll get onto this, but is there any an asymmetry in the opposite direction? But anyway, keep going. Well, you
1: mean is is, is a like, lot of goodness produced by a few people? Yeah.
0: And we but, but for some reason we don't notice it. But yeah, anyway, keep going.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so a lot of people, go, especially in the business world, will tell you about the Pareto principle, mm. um, which is a, actually originally, apparently I, I, I really haven't. I haven't. This is the story. Is that Pareto, Pareto, who was quite a famous economist in the 19th century, discovered that 20% of the pea pods that he was growing were responsible for 80% of the peas hmm. that he grew. Hmm. Which is a bit like your example of a small number of people doing all the work. Um, now... Uh, this has been applied, obviously, to business a lot. But but someone in uh, more relevantly to this question, uh, a guy called Joseph Duran sorry, in the 1940s. It should be the
2: Pareto puns.
0: It's Pareto. It's so Pareto um, thing. No, the yeah, Pareto. except for his
1: name is Pareto, Vilfredo yeah. Pareto. So it should be the okay, Pareto. What? what? I'm sorry.
0: Terrible
1: pun. Oh, it's a pun. I think it. He's oh trying to God. make a joke, sir. <laughs> well, thanks for telling us. So we'll, you know, Oh, brilliant. Oh, is it? did you say perpito <laughs> pirito oh pirito right i don't know if we want to keep that in but i think we should I by think the way
0: <laughs> it's whenever i serve um peas at home my children already start growing before we start so i always say, I always say lewis just you know give them a chance give, give yeah, yeah. yeah yeah anyway yeah, keep going yeah um
1: so anyway there's asking. joseph duran in the 1940s who was is like i think he's like the godfather of um of quality assurance uh, discovered that 20% of defects cause 80% of problems. Mm. It seems to crop up a lot, this kind mm. of idea, uh, that, you know, things are not evenly distributed but concentrated. That may go for good things, but it also seems to go for bad things. Like it, It's not like half the people in the cinema have their phones out. It might feel like that. It's just one or two, but they ruin it for everyone. Mm. Um and if you look at things like um, the, uh, like you know, the um, healthcare costs, for example, um, uh, something like like the the top five patients, their mm. annual costs uh, to the healthcare system uh, are about twenty times higher than um, other patients put together. Really? Yeah. What top five
0: against the next ninety five? Yeah. Um, so so
1: the top five percent of patients in terms of cost cost the NHS twenty times more per year. Than the, than the average cost of the other 95%. So, and that's even a selective pool because you're talking about people who use the services. I guess everyone... Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't I, know, but that's interesting. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying wow. there's anything bad about yeah, yeah, people no, using the healthcare system, no, but it's another example of that it's kind quite of astonishing, phenomenon. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so uh, so the, the question is, um, am I right? Am I exaggerating this effect? Uh, or is it true, actually, that a small number of people... Uh, are responsible for most of the problems in the world. Mm. Um and if i am right, what's to be done about it? Uh should we shove them into a giant mincer? <laughs> that's question 1. Uh, so uh, well, you know, other options include just sending them to an island. Mm. Um well, we did that. It's called New Zealand.
2: <laughs> but it didn't fix the problem.
1: Well, yeah, so um so yeah, that's the uh that's the question really. Is it is it true and and if so which i think it is. What do yeah. we do about it? Well, I and,
0: Well, I, we need um someone to address this in a dispassionate manner. And um so therefore I call on our resident
1: misanthrope. <laughs> uh Peter. Yeah. He would just put everyone in a giant sausage. Yeah. Mindset, <laughs> if he yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I, I mean I th- I think it is a thing, but I don't th- I think it's sort of I think it's on one part unremarkable. I think it's just Yeah. Yeah, just go how on. Yeah. It, how it's kind of just just how life is how are, it is, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, there's uh, some mechanisms to explain things, but I also think it's, if you did try to fix it, I think you're kind of fighting against physics and fundamental economics for various reasons I'll try to explain. I think it's just sort of how the universe kind of works. You can probably get around it, but you'd be expending a lot of effort and probably wouldn't end up being worthwhile in the end. So let me, so let's just return to this, that particular stat. So New York City last year Three hundred twenty-seven people responsible for uh, were arrested six thousand times for shoplifting. Mm. Okay, so I looked at the stats for two thousand and twenty-two. There were thirty, sorry, sixty-three thousand shoplifting events recorded, Mm -hmm. uh, reported. I Mm -hmm. don't know what what they meant by reported, but let's just assume that means officially reported Mm -hmm. and investigated. Is Um, this in New York? In New York, yeah. so uh if that's a so a third of that would leave forty thousand events mm-hmm. right which is to two thirds there's two thirds left yep. so that's quite that could be quite a long tail on this distribution of events right so you've got a third of people doing uh, 20 let's call it twenty thousand events and then you could but then you, the tail could be one person uh do it, each doing you know another forty thousand people each r- just one, one shoplifting, yeah. which makes it sound less remarkable, because then there'd be a lot more kind of shoplifting going, a lot more people doing shoplifting. But we don't know what that is from that stat,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, so it might be unremarkable for that reason. But the, I think something that makes it slightly unremarkable also is uh, so. On, I, I read about this on Marginal Revolution. Uh, and I I, I dared to dig into the comment section. It was often, <laughs> often a bit of a cesspool. No, let's say yeah. like often is quite conservative. Let's say. Well, it's so it's, lot, it's quite libertarian, yeah, in, libertarian in every respect. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they
1: don't really moderate their comment <laughs> yeah. section, which yeah. it's kind of self moderating. But, like in,
2: but in this in this regard, it was quite conservative because lots of people were sort of jumping on liberals and saying it's all their fault. But anyway. Um, so, but uh, one comment made quite a good point. Uh, they, i sort of paraphrase. They said that um, uh, it seems likely that these people uh, are some are plugged into some larger network, receiving and reselling these sold stolen goods. Mm. Okay, so mm. that made uh, got me think. Well, actually, it's yeah, their, you're it's their, right. It's their job. So it's their job, right? They're specialised in doing that. So if you, so I, fig- I figured. Well, if you could, if you could um, distribute. Like inverted commas more fairly the blame for shoplifting. Right, it's also the people who are happy to buy stolen goods because they're cheaper. Yeah, or and they know where it's come and from. They know where it, they know it's probably dodgy. Yeah. Or if you could, if you could, in some way. Um, Prove if you could in some way make it unsellable, make some goods unsellable. So everything's yep. got a serial number, everything's registered. However, however, all, all current. There's no so the, don't use cash anymore. It's so all cryptocurrency or some other kind of registered cash. Um, you could make it impossible for crime to occur. Mm. Um, then they, that they, that wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't that's be a problem. really good but point. If you, so so basically, I think that it's their specialism. It's not it's, it's not they, they're not they're not solely responsible. There's a sort of fallacy going on here. That if you that you're assuming that they are stealing for their own direct benefits, they're stealing a thing because they want the thing. Yeah. But actually, they're not. They're stealing a thing as a job, generic cash yeah. for buying whatever it is they they want to buy. So, if you attribute blame on all the blame on them, then you're reading it. We're getting a disproportionate you, 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 you sort of blame yeah, sort scale of fallacy kind of going on. Yeah. It's actually the people who are willing to buy the stolen goods. So that's the, I think also makes it unremarkable. Yeah. Um you know what? Yes, sh- it's a good point. They should I- be applauded as risk takers <laughs> out there at the
0: coal face of
2: the Well, you, you know what? Well, that's I'm what's brought of- to mind. They they, they 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 to me they're like they're miners. Mm. They're mining some resource to sell on a market mm. for for money, right? Mm. So that's the, that was the that was the job that came to mind when I started to yeah, think, yeah. think about it. Yeah. Yeah, well.
1: you know what? It is a bit like I think it's a bit like saying um that how much of your body is your hand? Uh, what is it? I don't know. Let's say it's 3%. Yeah, right? I was going to say 3%, right. yeah. So, so it's like saying, oh, did you know that only 3% of people's bodies are responsible for shoplifting?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But no, because actually it's the whole thing. Mm. Like, it's not it's not just the hand, it's everything else. And I guess these people are the hands of, of the whole network of um, things that, yeah. We, we need to come back to Peter, but just before we do, because
0: I think, I think in this example that we've led with, I'm pretty, um, I think it's pretty convincing or persuasive what we're talking about. It reminds me of the film City of God, that Brazilian film Mm. um, set in favelas and uh, violence and gangsters and so on. Mm. At the end of that, or on the DVD, they have an interview, like an actual documentary interview with the chief of police of Rio de Janeiro. And one of the things he's saying is actually we all part- We sort of mm. oh these people over there, but actually we all participate in this corruption and so on. And these nice middle class people, when we pay off police, we moan about corruption and violence in Rio. He says, but actually we all participate in it, mm. um, directly or not. Anyway,
2: Peter, you go on wherever you were going to go. Keep going. Um, so. Other things which I make it unremarkable. I mean, it's, pre- it's a thing. I think it's a not acknowledging as a thing, but something that makes it sort of feel more unremarkable to me is that it feels like some sort of tragedy of the commons. Mm-hmm. So, like, wh- if you let's, let's say let's say that well-behavedness, like the sort of cooperative well-behavedness, is a sort of limited resource. Um, so imagine in in the th- in this innocent or in the theatre, the sort of the, the shutting up, sitting still, and paying attention thing that everyone must do in order for everyone to maximize their enjoyment of the situation. Assuming that that, you know, that's the, that's the sort of, assuming that if, if everyone did that, the overall benefit would be the, would the, be the highest. Um, then it's there's that, that's, that's a sort of commons, right? So it's very easy for somebody to overgraze that, a small number of people to overgraze that. Um, so it's like, it, it's just, it's easy because what you are trying to achieve is is effortful mm-hmm. uh, for a small number of people yeah, for, for it to be uh, used up disproportionately by a small number of people. So it's 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 which put in mind for me is it's um, it's it's, an, it's it's probably an entropy thing. I think it's probably an entropy thing. I think it's like it's like imagining a, you know a broken a broken window why don 't broken windows just sort of spontaneously unbreak why do they why is it why is it why is that a one way operation why can yep. it only happen one way and I think by and large it means it's because there are many more ways that a window can be broken than it can be fixed there's only one way a window can be complete whereas there's many 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 more uh, arrangements of molecules of glass which mean it's broken
1: right? mm-hmm. there is definitely a question about um what kinds of things are vulnerable to this but i mean let's let's just and i think that definitely peter's right and about this this concept of there being a commons of some kind um i'll get onto that in a minute because i think i think it's it, it there has to be an externality involved um but it but it's um j- just thinking about um the this so i and i think the the example of the um of shoplifting is quite interesting like actually what we're seeing is is a visible concentration of crime in 300 let's say people but what we're not seeing is in fact that crime is much more spread out it looks like it's all concentrated but because so many other people are participating by you know taking part in the economy for stolen goods um actually it's not true that concentration is illusory yeah you know um so uh, so the um yeah i was just going to say not everything is like uh, a a window though you know not everything can be broken in a way that basically once it's done it everything's True. ruined right so if you think about i don't know the the um you know the state of a i don't know noise in a restaurant or something yeah. um like each individual person adds a bit to it mm. it's not like one person can come in and make it intolerably noisy um <laughs> Each person well, is having not but I also, I
2: disagree that it is a bit like that.
1: Well, well, well but, but what I'm saying is but you can do that in the cinema, that's yeah, all. As soon as like as, one uh, person saying anything in the cinema makes it intolerably noisy. But also it's so, not yeah. necessarily irretrievably broken
0: like a window is but well, or, it, it, or that something's stolen, it, but I go on, Peter. It, I
2: think it is in some circumstances. Yeah. So as soon as somebody speaks, that gives everybody else permission to speak. Everyone who wants to speak, True. permission to speak. It's like, so when you're in the cinema you or you've been in the theater so the, the it's more well to do kind of uh, audience as soon as somebody coughs loads of other fuckers cough don't they? <laughs> the coughs come in waves because you as soon as someone's coughed that uh, gives permission it's to broken the seal it's broken a, the seal a silence a, a, a so okay, it okay is but, a, there is but, a, a, Peter, it all
1: I'm all I'm seeking to do is is draw a distinction between yeah. situations where each person where it's possible for one person, one person really to impose a big cost hmm. on everyone, like in the cinema or on the bus, yeah. you know, versus a situation where everyone is imposing a small cost. And I feel like in those situations, um, you know, it, 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 it is often it's like littering, you mm. know, which I think has changed from something which I I, I perceive that a lot more people were happy to do hmm. Um To you know, in which case it'd be very difficult to look around and say, Well, littering is a problem caused by a few small minority of people, yeah, because everyone was doing it, everyone was was socially acceptable. No, it's not. Um, it's in a way the impact of littering is higher because, Mm. in general, things are the streets are cleaner, and when you see Mm. some litter now, it's more remarkable. And so, you know, in a way, that small number of people who are left littering um are are still visibly ruining things mm. for everyone else yeah, yeah, yeah um but 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 uh, so i think and i think a lot of things like this fall into that category now i would like things like being people who are disruptive in the classroom yeah um you know are uh, they, uh as i understand it anecdotal evidence that you know teachers spend an enormous amount Correct. of time dealing Correct. with um a very small number of disruptive kids and, and, you know, ergo, because the teacher's resources are limited, yeah. you know, that's really the way ruining from, it for, yeah, you know, exactly. the 19 or 29 other kids in the class. Yeah, this is true. And I was a teacher and this is exactly the case. Um, and, and Well, there's and, but the other another question is whether it's the same people. And I strongly think it is.
2: Who litter and steal. I bet oh, it there's is. there's a question. There's a good one, right? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. So, so I, I suspect now, that's true. We're now delving into the comment
1: section. of. Uh... <laughs> no, no, but I bet yeah. it's true. I just bet it's true. Like the kid who was the most disruptive kid at my school ended up getting convicted of assault, for example. So, um, you know, there you go. That's all the evidence you need. But, but look, I looked. At, I did try to look at some crime stats to try and work out, okay, how many people are causing Wait, oh, oh, sorry, Nick, I definitely
0: want to hear mm. from you, but just to check where we are in things, because mm. at the moment we're trying to establish, is this a thing? Yeah. Right? And it looks like, it feels to me like it probably is, but it's also pretty complex and more uh, complex than one might imagine, which is mm. interesting. Just because, for example, in the case of the shoplifters, well, it's sort of more um, spread yeah. out, distributed than we would expect. And also in the example of um, littering, I think it's a good example that it's actually... There used to be more, but it wasn't an issue. It wasn't annoying because mm. everyone was doing it, but now it is. So so it's not as simple as one might imagine. Where are we going? What, what are you going to take us into, Nick?
1: Oh, well, actually, if we can just uh, – so just to visualise then what we're trying to claim about a certain situation mm. is that if you plot the amount of cost, say, but it could be benefit, but if you plot the amount of cost that each person has imposed um, – on a on a on a scale from from left to, and you order them so the most costly people are at one end, mm. um, in in a kind of fairer system or a system where the where the cost is distributed, you would expect that to be a fairly gentle slope. Some people might be more costly yeah, than yeah, others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just visualise that like a flat line would mm. be put. Everyone's imposing the same amount of cost on everyone else. Um, and I think there are some systems. What we're saying is there are at least some systems where that cost is hugely concentrated at the upper end so a small number of people the 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 one cinema goer out of a hundred who wants to get their phone out and start you know listening to music in the cinema um they're imposing all the cost nobody else is imposing any cost on anyone else that one person is doing all the cost so in that case it's a very um a very uneven chart with, with all the cost concentrated at one end so are there systems like that? and I think the answer is yes, but there may not be as many as we think so for example, I think that Peter's shopkif- shoplifting um, reasoning suggests that what looks like that is actually more spread out than you think um, and 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 um, but I mean you know the point is that there are definitely systems which are like that and I think the probably a good question for us would be um, what enables a system to be like that in what enables a system to let people be excessively costly? Secondly, how can we design systems in such a way that that it reduces um, people's ability to, you know, the the annoying minorities ability to do that? And thirdly, when there are systems like that, why? Why aren't we all doing it? What stops us from all listening to music on the bus out loud? Or browsing our phones in the cinema. Because, like, in a sense, there's a benefit to doing it, right? There's a benefit to yeah, you. Yeah, you get what yeah. you want. You, yeah, it's, it's, nice, bit, it's nice to listen to my music as loud a, as I want exactly, on the Exactly, there's a benefit yeah. to you littering, right? Because yeah, you, yeah, you don't have to carry all. your litter yeah, with you. Yeah. It's just life is easier. So so there you go. Systems where that's possible. Yeah. And then... Um, how do you mitigate? How can you How, stop could, that? You, how could you prevent it? And then and also... why don't we all do it?
0: Why
2: don't we all do it? So okay, I've, I've got, got at I've,
0: least two or three answers. And then you come in, Peter. Yeah. One, you're
2: overcomplicating
0: this, right? Right. I don't think is, you do.
2: I'm, I'm now able to get a whole handle on it. So, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, which
0: is human nature. Oh, no. Lots of people are bloody nightmares. And Let's unless... just write
2: it off to human nature. <laughs> yeah. Ale- yeah. You know, but like Problem
0: people, solved. People are dickheads, <laughs> you know, and they need to be controlled. And, you know, their behavior needs to be modified by others and rules, etc. Yeah. And if you live in a tribe of 100, great. If you live in a society of millions, not so great. Which moves on to two. How do we stop that? Rules. Laws. I remember living in a country and going to the cinema was simply not worth going to the cinema, right? Because everyone was just on, was just talking and Where shouting. Where was this? I don't want to say. Is it Brazil? Uh, no, no, it wasn't actually. They're Is it, uh, Belize? No, Guatemala. No, no, no. no it's nowhere okay. in South, South Central America. No oh. nowhere there. And if you told these people to be quiet, they would just start shouting at the people who told them to be quiet. Right. right? You know, Um, so whereas that doesn't really happen in a country like Britain, of course there is, you know, I mean, not to that extent. So it's a cultural thing, what do you need? You need rules, you need laws. Mm. Um, stuff like that. And what was the third one? Um, why well, don't we all do it? Why well, we all do it? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be great? But um, I guess because of societal pressure and these kind of laws that we've talked about um, that people don't. We, why don't we go out and, you know, murder our neighbour because, you know, they're upsetting us? And well, we just... It's not nice. It's you you don't do that. Not usually. Oh, okay. No, not. Late, Must be a yeah. Lincolnshire thing. Yeah, I reckon. In Haringey. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, rambles over. Peter. Yeah, so I'll let me add a bit of structure, then. Well, um, if you
2: rough, well, yeah. So, I mean, so if you want. Well, Although yeah. well, I
1: think Fraser actually did have some insights in there, which uh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. some structure. I said yeah. one, okay. two, and three.
2: Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I apologize. So I also have three. So I've got three criteria by which yeah. you can spot. A system that might be vulnerable to this. Go for it. So this but, is totally ignoring everything that I just said. But anyway,
0: get going. Go yeah, on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. First great <laughs> we'll, we'll fit them together. <laughs> you're, in the, you're the host. <sighs> you? um,
2: for, for, so the system. So fragility, and what we I mean by fragility is like how easy it is to cause the disruption. The window. So, yeah, yeah. Win. So is
1: it a window type system?
2: Is it a window type yeah. system? So, is it? Does it? Is it little effort or or, or negative effort to cause the problem? Mm, so dropping yeah. this is negative effort. Pulling your phone out is little effort. Um, and, 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 uh, and overall, like the site and so, so silence in the cinema is fragile because mm. it's harder. It, it takes effort to maintain the silence, whereas it takes less effort to break the silence. Right. So fragility, concentration, and what I mean by concentration is the more uh, the more people involved in maintaining that goodness, mm. the more concentrated it is. So a bigger cinema with more people is going to be harder to keep quiet than a small group of people um, looking at a screen, right? So um, concentration, and then weak control things with weak controls. It just doesn't mean weak controls. What I mean by we- weak controls is not having your laws and rules for very mm-hmm. well. So if you expect people to maintain their silence, not pull their phones out, based on some sort of woolly, unspecified norm, mm. then uh, that's a weak control versus if you if you shot people who pulled other phones out, um, that would be a strong control.
0: This feels a little. We're getting close to our um, cake um, eating systems at workplaces and <laughs> yeah, isn't it yeah, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: that's, I got. I I haven't. There might be other ones that. I, that's just what I could come up with in twenty seconds. <laughs> okay, but 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 I mean. Well, I'll,
1: I'll add to that because um, I think those sound totally plausible to me but just in terms of the kinds of things for which it's possible to kind of impose a cost on other people yourself um, without their permission it, we're talking about things where there's an externality which means where it's possible for you to um, for you to create mm. a cost and impose it on other people easily which generally are systems where that is a kind of non-excludable non sort of thing that you're producing so in other words, if you make noise, it's very hard for me to block out your noise. Mm. I, I just, you know, if you're making, if you're a noisy neighbor, you're exporting noise to me and I don't have the choice not to have it exported to me. Mm. Right. So, so I'm just saying that that's, that's what you, were, it's going to be things like noise, stuff where you're, if you like, omitting something, emitting nuisance, um, which other people can't choose not to experience. And actually, shoplifting doesn't really fit into that category. No. I think anti-social behaviour does, uh, but murder doesn't. Like, no. if you murder someone next door, I don't really suffer from yeah, that. Yeah, it's not annoying it's not, <laughs> it's, not. <laughs> it's something else yeah Well, it, but, um, well it, it, I'm not saying it's a good thing
2: your house price would be affected well, well there, there, the there is are, but there there it are is like shoplifting so
0: there is an effect but we don't mm. necessarily experience it directly because shoplifting um, lifts prices for us all right that's really what it does mm. but we don't get irritated by that in quite the same way Um guys I mean um we need to actually um kind of wrap this up well um, I
1: actually I just was prompted to have another thought yeah, as well, well. It was sort of tying in some of the stuff that Peter said with the thought about littering and how littering has has got, um, you know, it's got more socially unacceptable Mm. over the last 20 years. It it just occurs to me that if you are going to set about stamping something out, you're actually going to make this problem worse. Yeah. Because the people who are easiest to stop are the ones who probably do it less. Yeah right so let's say you've got um, people who uh, w- routinely drop a thousand pieces of litter a day mm. and and there's a gentle slope down to the people who only drop one piece of litter a day so it's not hugely concentrated and then we then we go about stamping out littering mm-hmm. well it's all going to be the people who are not littering very much mm. who are going to find it easier to stop altogether mm. until eventually you'll find that the people who are doing all the littering are doing a vastly disproportionate amount of it because you you've eaten into the People who were less problematic to begin with, so so I just yeah I sort of I mean, feel like there's a necessary even if like even if that
0: lot, top lot dropped the, by their littering by eighty percent for example, mm. they're still going to be um, by far in the majority of the of the right. cases of littering.
1: Yeah, so so in a sense like uh, the actually as you stamp things out, stamp this kind of thing out. You're gonna, you're gonna be, yeah, concentrating the problem harder at the upper end. So yeah, mm. I just, I wonder if, it, you know, that's that's just it's a it's a necessary evil if you like. It's a necessary outcome from I've, any attempts to, yeah. I mean, I mean, so for example, if to, let's say that you were in this country where everyone talks and shouts at the cinema, and because you were a normal person, mm. you thought, you know, we should do something about this, mm. and so you bring in a kind of scheme to do that. Mm. Well, you, eventually, eventually you'll get you'll be like the UK, where actually instead of being an every, yeah. everyone problem, suddenly it's turned into a this is a small number of nuisance makers problem. And actually, so, yeah,
0: in that country, if you do do that, because that wasn't the only kind of behavior where that sort of happens, the only sort of location, any time where you did sort of um, have a go at people about whether it be that or something else. Like driving like a maniac. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: actually, you're you are perceived as being extremely rude, and ha- and that's just really. God, pow- this is,
1: God, I, th- I think the listeners are going to be riveted to know what, yeah. what country it is, I'll and they'll never it. know.
0: No, yeah, No. Well, that, right. We need to stop. But I've got all sorts of things I want to ask. Um, well, I, I, okay. But God, I, keep I mean, going. no, that's no right, keep it's going. just
1: that I, I was trying. I was looking at what is it? If it's true that, that that making a nuisance is is a small number of people thing. This is more on the kind of why don't we all do it a uh, question personality types <clears throat> right I'm trying to find out what kinds of people commit antisocial behavior and apparently that there is quite a good correlation so uh, so here are some things yeah. that that antisocial people have um they're self-centered they yeah. tend to be hostile um they have poor impulse control and are more aggressive and are more sensation seeking now this sometimes gets wrapped up by saying they've got higher neuroticism and higher psychoticism, so neuroticism is a tendency to quick arousal, and psychoticism is sort of impulsivity and sensation seeking, which makes sense to me, right? Yeah, because it's it's probably makes it hard harder to deter people like that who are very strongly motivated by things like. Oh, this this bit of rubbish is really annoying me. I've got to drop it, you know. And less likely to, you know, with calmness and equanimity, find their way to a um, to a bin. <laughs> it know? also it means also yeah. it also means that
0: if you're that a, one a, a, a,
2: with nature, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're a normal person, then one you would recognise that the guy or girl who's talking loudly and aggressively in a cinema is actually not only are they the type of person to do that, mm. they're exactly the kind of person you don't want to challenge on this sort of thing. Right, right. And three, yeah. conversely or inversely, I don't know which, um, it also means that the kind of people who don't make um, that kind of scene are exactly the sort of people who won't challenge anyway. Do you see what I mean?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of, it's reinforced on both sides. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We're, we're in a conspiracy of silence. Yeah. Um Against the yeah, annoying us, minority, us reasonable middle
2: class yeah. stuck in the cinema. Well, no, that's absolutely we're self right. manacled It's the yeah.
1: paradox of being reasonable, is that you um, actually you you were less likely to want to, you know, do mm. things about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all the people with the tools to deal with this problem are the same people who are the problem. Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah. So
0: you need a kind of vigilante, something like that. Um, anyway. Um Are a little cinema- bit. I far well, j- well it's funny you should say that. Um because uh, maybe this moves us on to our question. Well have
1: you heard of the Cartnarks? No, I've not. Um I discovered this uh last last I think yeah, a few weeks ago. Um, it's, it's a guy who builds himself as the narks, and I think he started as a, uh, as a, as a kind of um, I don't know what he does but I like the sound of his guy I think already. he started as a segment in, in some other programme but anyway he's got a YouTube channel and he basically goes around finding people who leave their shopping trolley in just lying in the car park instead of taking it back ah, to the trolley return yeah, yeah, spot, yeah, yeah. and he and he put he doorsteps them and and says, oh, "Excuse me, I'm the cartnarks. You've left your trolley here," and and he, he like because because they they have always one of like three excuses, yeah. you know. He 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 has prepared replies yes. for all yes. of that, um, uh, but but he is that guy. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. Stro- he's mm. confrontational and he's actually re- very charming and funny. It sounds he's he's. Disarmingly nice when he goes and approaches them. Um, I think that's what we need more of. I think we need more cartnarks. I'm a cartnark. I am a
0: cartnark, and I'll give you an example. Last year um, for my summer holiday, I was in northern Italy, Mm. and I went to Verona, uh, where they've got a beautiful Roman amphitheatre sort of thing, where they perform opera every night. Um, in the summer, beautiful. There you are, sort of the the dusk, the sort of quite balmy evening, mm. and Nessen Dorma is coming out, and that is the one that I saw. I've forgotten the name of that um, particular opera, but it's that one. Um, which, by the way, that's about the only good bit in it. Right. But um, <laughs> um, but anyway, the night was being ruined for me because I was because I don't have much money. I was way up in the gods kind of thing. And there was this German family over there, and they just wouldn't stop bloody talking. Yeah. And and the reason why, and to be fair to them, they were just trying to explain things to their to their uh, teenage daughter what was happening. Right. But they just kept talking, and and also I was drinking quite a lot. Right. And so that sort of reduced that sort of middle class sort of you know the reserve you that were we talked feeling about.
2: Uninhibited. I was feeling yeah.
0: uninhibited. I, you know yeah. what
1: is what. Question If they'd been Italian, would you have confronted them? Uh, yes, definitely. Really, yeah, I definitely would. I feel like they'd be on home turf then, and you might think, Oh, that's obviously an Italian thing to talk your way through an opera. Like, operas are just so familiar to Italians that they just go there and have a chat.
0: That question will forever hang there without necessarily having a definitive answer. But anyway, so I was getting so angry about this, and my wife was getting worried because you know she knows what I'm like when I kick off. And one of my sons said to me, Daddy, if you're that angry. It'll make you feel better if you go and talk to them. And I said, all right. Well, that's very perceptive. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. And so I went over and actually really nicely, really charmingly. And I said, I'm so sorry, but just to let you know, I'm trying to, I, I can't really enjoy this because I can hear you talking a lot of mm. the time. Could I ask if you, I'm so sorry, but would you mind stopping talking so much? And they were pro- apologised profusely. Because like mm. I said, all they were trying to do was mm. explain things to their daughter and so on. And they stopped. Okay. Wow. Brilliant. But then, <laughs>
1: then three. What's the one after millennials? I always forget. Which after, you'd be like Generation Z? Yeah, Zoomers. Right. Zoomers. There you go. Behind young me, people. young people. Yeah. youngsters
0: uh, were behind me, um, and they wouldn't stop talking. But by which time I was on a roll, and so <laughs> and so I just turned round. I said, "I said, hey, are you enjoying this?" And they said, "Yeah, no, we're really enjoying it." I said, "Great, because there's a brilliant bit coming up. It's the biggest moment in this opera. It's Ness and Dom. I can't wait for it." I only hope that you stop talking so that I can enjoy it. Would that be okay? And they were just so, um, what's the word? Mortified? Mortified. Good. Embarrassed. Were they English? They were Irish. Ah. Um, And they just sort of just just they didn't they actually couldn't even speak oh good they just sort well, of that's the good thing about nodded.
1: zoomers is they're all socially anxious so yeah. if you do interfere into their yeah they 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 i think they experience a lot of shame yes and you can exploit that yeah through, exactly to, to <laughs> manipulate exactly them. yeah apparently well, my kids told me that afterwards
0: style. they kept pointing at me and laughing but that's
1: okay i don't mind that because yeah, they shut
0: up they were quiet yeah,
1: but, yeah you're a thick-skinned generation yeah, x guy You care about me. that kind of thing yeah anyway well done you you're the uh, the op cops, uh, the op cops. That's <laughs> yeah. me. That's yeah. me.
0: Um, I digress. I took up way too much time there. Are we
2: ready to go to questions or any any more points? So I have got one one more question. Building on okay. your classroom of disruptive children and uh, desire to sort of, if you could, if you if, if assuming it would be possible to exclude the most disruptive event in any system, if you mm. could just put them mm. on a boat, as we said earlier. Yeah. Um. That's probably pretty infeasible. But imagine you could. I think what would happen is that your, 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 lev- your sort of a level of expectation of well-behavedness would just, would just increase and so True. you'd find the next tranche of people just as annoying, yeah. assuming we've got some sort of inverse power law kind of curve, the next bunch of people are the next bunch of people who go on the boat and mm-hmm. you'd end up with you left alone. So I've already taken this to the limit and that's why yeah. I don't like people. So when,
1: they, when they came for the people who get their phones out in the cinema, I didn't speak up. <laughs> Yeah, because I was not a person who gets their phone out in the cinema. Yeah, but when, when they when, when they came for the people who have a conversation on the bus, there was no one left to speak up for me. Mm. Um, but also, ironically, you've then put yourself on an island, right? Yeah.
0: Um, of, of of awful people. <laughs> that, is yeah. My, yeah. that is
2: my that is my dream of being on an island, of my own island. Though, yeah, everyone's sure. happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Uh, before we stop, one question. Maybe we should deport the people who care so much. That'd yeah. <laughs> so here's the question. When have you or when are you that costly person? When are you that
1: annoying person? Oh, I did it once in a plane once. I, felt, I still feel bad about this. But yeah, I was, I was um, flying back from work trip to Washington uh, probably about 15, 20 years ago. And um, I, uh, it was in the good old days before the you know, austerity airlines where you can just get water, where you could just get free booze. So I'd, had, I'd had a few ales and I was chatting to this guy uh, next to me who was also a little bit, um, you know, three sheets to the wind. Mm. And uh, we were having a, a good old chatter about all sorts of things. And, I shudder because you know, I know what you're like. When, yeah. and and uh, films and he was a nice guy. Was, was he British on. or American? I think he was British as mm. well. Mm. Um, and then uh, the person in front of me. Uh, stood up and said, excuse me, would you, really, would you mind sort of, you know, it's." and I realised um, that all the lights were off except for us two and uh, everyone else in the plane was trying to go to sleep and it was basically just us. you braying away? Yeah. Braying? I, I braying. was that guy. I was the annoying, braying um, <laughs> North London guy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hate myself for that.
0: Yeah, quite right. But you're like that when we go out now, Nick, when we go out. No. You're the always the loudest guy in the restaurant or the pub or... The oh, you know venting forth and yeah 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 and um, i feel
1: like it's, this is like a hands are we the baddies moment for, yes. for being an annoying yeah <laughs> 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 guy in public yeah, yeah gosh i thought my kids said that to me because everyone gets embarrassed by their dad but no it turns out okay right yeah mm. ah, well, um, it's useful to know yeah knowing is half the battle yeah know myself, yeah.
2: peter uh the only example i can think of <laughs> lol is like, I, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, there can only be short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I mean, I go through life tr- minimizing my impact on everybody else. Um, oh right. No, but <laughs> <Are> you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one example. Thank God for that. Let me, so. it, let, let, me, <laughs> let me put it another way. <laughs> yeah, imagine what I'd be like if I didn't. Um, the, the example that springs first to mind is uh, uh, the 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 impact was probably pretty localized. Also, but it was also on an aeroplane, so uh, I sat down in my uh, we all boarded i sat down in my seat and um when i sat down the seat behind me was vacant Mm. so i thought i'll put my seat back lovely i can put my seat back Mm. little did i know that somebody had sort of somehow very quietly squeezed into that (laughs) seat at some point during the flight after i would sat down okay and so we spent probably you know multiple hours with a reclined seat in front of them and then everybody knows you mustn't recline your seat in an airplane. Yeah, this is something I didn't oh, This is not true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I disagree with this. Anyway, unless the guy at the It's very there for a reason. Yeah. It's for it's a podcast. Anyway, the point yeah. is that I uh, had I know I'm a non I'm a non seat recliner in airplanes. Um, this was an exception. Because I thought the seat was vacant. Yeah. And uh, and um, had he asked, I would have put my seat.
1: Blimey, the in. only antisocial thing Peter's ever done is is recline his seat he's on the aeroplane. Quite saintly, once. isn't he? Inadvertently, yeah. by the way, <laughs> not realised. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: um, the only other thing I've done is have no insight into my own behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. bliss, blissfully he, unaware of everything yeah. else I've done wrong. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm generally lovely to be around. Right. Um, as you, you know this, I didn't yeah, say. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, no, it's useful um, to know. Yeah. And Lucky you pointed it out. Yes. Yeah. Right yeah yeah um but i just remember once at university my tutor was just absolutely exasperated with me she was saying the thing is fraser you don't turn up to your tutorials. You, you're you late. You have to redo stuff. One tutor at one place gives up with you. We have to get another one for you. You do realise that when we have to arrange all these extra stuff, we have to pay for it, okay? And she said, and, and it made me realise at that moment, oh, actually, so the worst student costs more, costs the most, mm. yeah? So it's exactly that example you gave earlier on. You were that guy. I am that guy. Yeah. I was that guy, and I am that guy. And then sure enough, I ended up getting... I was the worst student right. in my year. Excellent. Because it's all there to see in black and white. I was the worst, and I know I'm the worst because I was the only one to get a third. Um, yeah, everyone not, else not got not there. Not
2: first with honors, but a third with disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I kind of like that. <laughs> Done just enough not to get to get defenestrated. Yeah, yes, he's not. He's making
1: a virtue out of it. But we, I mean, that's what like am I the do? person in the you cinema know? saying, "Look, you know, you can listen. I, I've got good taste in music. You guys are all enjoying my music for free. Stop complaining about it." That's me. Yeah. And on that note,
0: thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. I've been here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. <sighs> Until next time, goodbye.